Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Success Harbor Podcast with George Mazaros, where it's all about making success happen for you. Hi, everyone. This is George Mazaros with Success Harbor, and I have Harry Chua with me. Harry is the founder CEO of GoalsOnTrack.com. Welcome, Harry. Thank you, George. Nice to be here. Thank you very much for being here. I really appreciate it. Can you... Um, Tell our audience what Goals on Track does and how it helps people. Sure, George. Uh, Goals on Track is an online uh, web-based software program to help you set, uh, track, and also organize all your goals so that you have a better chance at achieving these goals. And it offers a, a comprehensive set of tools, so not just uh, goal management, but there's also like task management. Uh, there's uh, features for for, to help you uh, keep and build habits, positive habits to support your goals. And also some other like uh, self-development type of uh, tools like a vision board and journal and all that kind of thing just put together so that you have a kind of central system that you can go to to, to organize, to put all your goals down there and you have some place to always come to when whenever you want to do something on your goal. So it's just kind of a system to help you achieve success and help you achieve your goals. Are these personal goals or business goals? Uh, well, the uh, program actually is not designed uh, for any particular type of goals. So it's a kind of a generic um, all-purpose type of product. So you can use it to track and set uh, personal goals like uh, home goals uh, or, you know, uh, fitness-related goals. But we also have people use it to track their uh, business goals, track their company goals. So because uh, all of these ideas, a lot of the goal-setting ideas and principles or um, maybe the best practices, they're quite similar across, you know, all different uh, fields or all different areas in life. So it, it can be used uh, for uh, for tracking or setting any type of goals. So when you started uh, Goals on Track, and that was back in 2008, is that correct? Uh, yes, that that was uh, the first year or two. It was more like a uh, beta and also it's more like a testing, you know, it's not really... Uh, fully started, but uh, yeah, the idea and the original prototype was kind of started uh, around that time. So back then, uh, you know, what was the reason for starting Goals on Track? Was there nothing else out there or there yeah. was other things out there, but they were not what you thought they should be? Like, give us an idea why why you started Goals on Track. Okay. Yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, back probably about uh, five or six years ago, um, I sort of got interested in this uh, idea of goal setting and trying to reach goals to have goals in life. And then uh, at the time, there there uh, wasn't much good software for uh, tracking and setting goals, but there there are uh, lots of like project management software or task management software. Even today, there's still many, many uh, these kind of programs. But at the time, uh, the goal setting is uh, there are a few 
you know, quite uh, very old programs. I think it's all desktop programs. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, they, they didn't feel quite uh, exactly what I want to do because one reason I want to uh, track my goal is to be able to see um, the progress that I make uh, on my goal whenever I finished uh, doing something for that goal, maybe just uh, completing a task or something. And because at the time when I was uh, starting this business, actually was some, something else uh, with my business. But uh, so I, I know that, you know, in order to have some some kind of success in business, um, there are always a lot of things you have to do. You have to try, but not all of them may, may you know, may be successful. Like if you uh, start a business, maybe you, you try several different products and maybe only one or two uh, eventually succeed. But all the other things that you try, that you do, um, they're, they're just failures. But that doesn't mean, you know, um, the time you spend working on those things uh, it doesn't mean that's no progress. Mm-hmm. So, you know, before I have this product, before I have this tool, I tend to, because I know, you know, in order to achieve a goal in my business, I have to do maybe a hundred things. And even, even if I failed at uh, maybe 20 or 30 things, there's still progress. And I want to be able to see, even though I still feel that these things, I can steal the progress on my on my goal. So you see what I mean? So yeah, I do. Tell me, you know, it sounds like that you have tried other things before goals on track. Can you give us an idea of some of the failures that you have? What you tried and and it hasn't really worked out right. the way you think, thought yeah, it would. Sure. Uh, I think at the time I tried um, mostly trying to do that using. Um, Project, some kind of project management tools. Like I, I guess at the time, there was a very popular tool called uh, Basecamp. I think there, there still is by now. But uh, but mostly it's you can only track your task. You can only um, you know manage your task to do list. But there's really no very direct and visual way to see what you do with what you uh what progress you make on your goal. So that's kind of and then then after that um I discovered this little uh PDF sheets that someone designed I think for tracking your goal or tracking your your task. But that's just a PDF sheet and I I used to print them out every day because every day I have to rewrite the goal and what I do and kind of mark uh, the progress. So it's kind of back to pen and paper system. But yeah, yeah, but the actual, so, so, yeah, that worked a little better than the project the management software. But you know, so you actually tried to build a project management software? No, I well, I, I tried to use project management software to track my goals to okay. organize my goals, but uh, it didn't work. It didn't really mm-hmm. work. So I had to uh, go back to the pen, pen and paper system. So, but before you, before I'm sorry to interrupt, but before you started goals on track, what 
what kind of business experience have you had, or have you had other businesses before Goals on Track? Uh, yes. At that time, I was mostly working as a uh, software developer, independent software developer. Uh, okay. Helped uh, other businesses, especially startup businesses, to launch their product, to launch their uh, websites. So it's mainly kind of contract programming based kind of service business. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And you don't do that business anymore? It's, it's, just, it's simply uh, goals on track? Very, yeah. Now it's very little uh, consulting or uh, custom development type of work because all my focus now is on goals on track right now. So the first couple of years you mentioned you were pretty much in beta and testing mode. Right. And why? what kept you going the first couple of years? I mean... Why not give up? Uh, most people don't try things for two years. You know, after <laughs> a few months, they're like, you know, this is not making money or it's too hard or, right. you know, I'm a loser. Nobody loves me. You know, like what, what yeah. keeps you going for two years? Because it sounds to me like the first couple of years, yeah. you know, it's almost like you were doing this for yourself as opposed to building a product or, or a business. Right, exactly. You're, uh, this is something very true, I believe, because I try... Uh, some other business is trying to uh, make money with some other ideas, and and that happened all the time. You know, at first, you um, it was very hard to find something immediately successful. You know, not like all the stories we hear every day. <laughs> so at the time, yeah, I, I was mostly creating this program and for my own use. But uh, also, I believe, because at the time, I followed uh, this kind of uh, lean development sort of methodology, because I know there, if I can use, if I can make good use of this program, uh, there will be thousands, hundreds of thousands of other people who, who can also uh, benefit from this program. So I, I kind of have that goal uh, always in mind, but it's just just a matter of uh, making that program, uh, you know, up to the level where uh, it can be accepted by as many people as possible. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it's... Uh, I'm, I'm a big believer in writing things down if you want to get them accomplished as well. So what I was wondering, if, if you have any data that compares people with goals that use either your software or just write them down as opposed to just, hey, this would be nice to do, mm. but then it, there is nothing in writing, so there's really no reason for them to follow through. Is there anything that you can show based on using your software that, yeah, these people are this much more likely to reach their goals as opposed to those people? Uh, well, uh, it's it's hard to... But I remember a, a study done by um, by a professor at university in Costa Rica, I think. Uh, they done a study. They basically um, give the survey to people. Uh, some people write their goals down. Some people, they, they don't write it down, just uh, keep it in mind or something. And they have this kind of uh, study that proves that writing it down actually improves your chance of achieving this goal and for uh, our own users 
Uh, we have users like uh, they use it every day. We have users, um, you know, they sign up and they they work, you know, they they work on their goals for a while and then they just uh, cancel or maybe they just uh, you know uh, fell out of track. But there, I don't have the real data to to show that. But I just feel both from my personal experience and from people that. Uh, send me the positive feedback after using the program that I know that, you know, if you write it down, uh, you will have much, much, much better chance at achieving it. So what about the people that are actually using your software, Goals on Track, and set goals? What percentage of them actually reached reach those goals? Is that something that you have access to as the no, person that runs this? Unfortunately, because... Um, that kind of information, that's all private, so mm-hmm. we cannot access our users' uh, information unless, you know, they want us to, to access. But by mm-hmm. default, it's all confidential, so we we don't have any um, data to to show that. Now, could you or, I mean, could somebody use your software as a coach? Uh, because I mean, you hear people hiring coaches left and right, you know, for business or personal reasons. But uh, you know, since ha- working with a coach and and working through toward goals is very similar, could this be kind of a virtual uh, coach for you for somebody? Yeah, exactly. That's uh, uh, some of our users. That's exactly some of our users are doing now. They have a coach. Sometimes it's the the users who have a coach and they sign up and they add their coach to their uh, accountability partner and then through we have a special feature called um, goal sharing feature so where that's where you can add people either your coach or maybe just someone uh, your friend or maybe just a accountability partner that you can add them to that list and once they're on that list um, they'll be able to see your goals that you selectively share with them. So they will be able to see what goals you're trying to reach, uh, how much progress you have made, and what action uh, you're taking towards achieving these goals. So that particular feature is is just designed for this purpose. And we also have like coaches. Sometimes it's uh, business coaches or lifestyle coaches or even uh, fitness coaches. They sign up their clients and they offer this tool to their clients. So their clients use this tool to to work on their goals with their coach. And okay. yeah, with with that goal sharing feature, uh, the coach because uh, the coach not only can see all their clients' goals, but also they can uh, post comments and to have some communication going on there. Okay. Now, how many people use Goals on Track today? Uh, right now, we have a few thousands. Uh, the exact number I, I don't have right now, but uh, yeah, we are, we have a few thousand users, and um, it's it's still it's just uh, I think just the beginning of our business, and uh, I'm I'm just hoping that more and more will come to our site in in the coming year. So a few thousand doesn't mean. 2,000 or is it 5,000 approximately or 10,000? Almost uh, 10,000, but um, just a little bit. Yeah, a little under 10,000. 
So almost 10,000. Now, and these people are paying uh, customers? Yes, we all of our customers are paying customers because uh, we tried that model before, you know, like a free sign-up. Free. free okay. Yeah. But uh, that really didn't work for both for me and for the users because this is something uh, requires some kind of commitment at first. Uh, other, otherwise, it will just be another, uh, you know, free productivity piece of software. You know, you and uh, are they paying monthly or yearly or how how does that work? Uh, right now, we only have yearly uh, subscription, so you pay every year once you sign up. And how much is that membership? Sixty-eight dollars. Sixty-eight dollars a year for uh, for membership, and they pretty much everybody that signs up. They get uh, the same uh, access to the software, or there are different levels of uh, membership. Uh, right now, it's the same everything. But like uh, I said, the program has been uh, has been around for for officially probably for five years, and during these years, there are uh, many different new features added to the program. So. Uh, nowadays, it's like you see many all these features, but in the first year or two, maybe not not as much as uh, what you see right now. So, you know, earlier you mentioned that the uh, first couple of years was pretty much beta and testing. So, I would imagine around 2010. Were you thinking that you know, yeah, this is now going to be a business mm-hmm. and what were some of the biggest challenges during those first, you know, one year or, or so once you, you were beyond being in beta and now, you know, you're ready for customers, paying customers? Uh, I think the most, well, the most challenge is still the um, one, one thing is the traffic, right? If you don't have that amount of traffic, uh, you don't have that many users, and then you know you don't have that many. Right? You don't have that much revenue, so that's always a big challenge. Uh, but I think the reason for that uh, is mostly because the product is is not that good, or maybe it doesn't have all that features that uh, a lot of these uh, people they can use. So that that was uh, that was a challenge at the time because. We uh, we've gone through a few major versions. So in the first two two years or maybe two years and a half, uh, that version was was you know always have this limitation somewhere either here or there. And after that, we launched a new version, and that version kind of really uh, sort of take this off the ground. But it's still, you know, not as as successful as uh, I'm hoping that it will be. But then again, it, it's it's much better. So I, I think there's always challenge that uh, you want to make your product better and better so that more people will uh, be able to see it, and especially more people they can recommend uh, their friends to use it. So that that was the challenge because if uh, someday. Our product can be that good that you know a lot of people they just rec- keep recommending it to their friends or family member. That's when 
uh, it's going to be a real success, I, I believe. So how do you decide what what to add to your software? You, you mentioned in the first version or the early version, you know, it was just not that much there. Uh, and right. what made you decide that, yeah, this is, this is what I need to add. This is what's missing. Who do you listen to and who do you ignore in terms of getting that feedback from, from people? Right. That, that's a very good question. Uh, initially, like I said, the software was mo- mostly designed um, for myself, for my own use. Uh, but then later, as more people started using it, uh, they send this, this feedback, all kinds of feedback. And yeah, there's a question of, you know, pick and choose what you want to add, what you don't want to add. Um, but interestingly, I, I, I think a lot of the requests that, uh, that are sent to me are actually exactly what I wanted to to add myself. So I, I always tend to have this uh, preference to, you know, if this is something I can use, if this is something I think is useful, and also there are lots of people who are requesting it, then I'll do it. If this is something that, you know, uh, just a few people mention about it, and personally, I'll probably uh, don't use it. I probably have no use for it. Then I'll just delay it. So it's it's much much like my personal uh, preference combined yeah. with all the users' feedback. So 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 you mentioned traffic as something that's really important to you. Uh, obviously, it, it makes perfect sense, but. What is your customer acquisition strategy? Where do most of your customers come from? Well, it's, it's, uh, right now it's, it's hard to tell because they're coming from all over the place. One main source is obviously the Google search engine. So um, because our business has been for, for a few years, and there, you know, if you search for like a goal software, goal setting software, you will see it uh, in Google results. But that took us probably two or three years to to get there. So, and how? What did what did you have to do to get there? What did it take? Uh, just uh, you know, building. Well, one thing I think uh, we did that uh, mattered is just building the blog. You know adding more information to your site and link to to all the other relevant sites and submitting your your um, your links to to other places it's just a kind of uh, link building i think that's what what was called mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, yeah so that's search engine is once but that's I, I don't believe that's the main source Okay. Yes. So, what is the main source, yes. or what are the main sources? Well, there, I'm not sure which one is the you know the main, but there are several sources. Like one is search engine, uh, the other is uh, just our I think our affiliate sites. We have an affiliate program, so people who are interested in this type of products, they uh, join our program and promote us. So that's. Uh, that's a big source, but again, it's it's not like a uh, major source. It's just a, a big source. So, what what are the major sources? 
the majors, like I said, it's all like maybe this is 10%, this is 20%, this is uh, 25%. There's okay. no source like over 50 or 60%. That's so we have Google search so far. We have affiliate sites. What else? Uh, and that uh, there are some other like um, recommendations from bloggers. Um, we recently... Uh, been featured in uh, Michael Hyatt's blog. Uh, it's just an article that he wrote and he mentioned about us. So we have some of those uh, mentions, especially some of those uh, quite popular blogs. So mm -hmm. they mention us and that brings uh, quite an amount of traffic. But that's that's not, you know, not steady sometimes, mm -hmm. you know. It's big traffic, but some, it dies down. It goes down. Okay. So, what about social media? Are you? Media, are you? We um, we've been trying to uh, work a little bit more with that, but there there's uh, some we we get some traffic from Twitter because we post links on our Twitter account and uh, following people, and there there's some people coming from Twitter. Uh, Facebook, we have some advert. Again, there's another source which is all just covered under advertising. We uh, do do some advertising, uh, Google AdWords and um, just um, Facebook advertising and some other type of advertising. So it's just a little bit of uh, something. <laughs> Everywhere. But that's good, right? I mean, yeah. uh, I, it would make me nervous as a business owner if everything came from one source, right? I mean, exactly. yeah. it's, it, you can sleep a lot better at night if you know that there are 10 different sources or however many where you get new customers from, right. don't you think? Exactly. And also, I think we also have a source. Um, I, I'm seeing that is growing more and more, and I quite like it. It's the source from... Uh, the recommendations because when you sign up we have a question we have a field to ask you you know where you hear from us you mean word of mouth is that, is that yeah, what you mean that's word kind of, of mouth? yeah exactly so and that we you know we can sort of uh, track you know where people are coming from and so that's we have a question I think is uh, heard from a friend or recommended by a friend so there's some people uh, coming to us that way. Mm -hmm. and I see more and more of that, and that's why I think it's it's very good. Yeah, because that's, that's awesome. You you cannot track, you know, uh, you cannot really directly generate that kind of traffic. How can you, you know, let someone to tell their friends to to mm -hmm. come to you, right? So and, so let's talk about. Um, what happens when somebody signs up? How long do they stay on average? Uh, you mentioned that uh, the software is uh, $68 a year. Right. How long do people stay? Do they stay for a year? Do they stay for five years? What, is there an average? Or I mean, obviously, your business is fairly new. But still, what is your customer retention rate? Uh, I don't have the exact uh, figure for that. Again, um but I just feel that uh, the majority of people uh, actively interact with the software for um, maybe two or three months or something like that. And then they uh, either, you know, uh, get busy with something else 
or and for people like they're also a small percentage like you know just after two weeks uh, to stop interacting with software and then but then again there there are people like I'm not sure how, what kind of goals they're tra- trying to, to, to track or reach because that's all confidential. But uh, we do have people like they sign up for a while and they uh, stay inactive for a long period of time. And then they come back again, do something else. So it's, it's almost like they're, they're trying to, to work, uh, work on some goals and then they, they do it for a while and then they stop working it, and then they do something else. So it, it's very hard to tell, you know. So when when somebody signs up, yeah, and do you have any kind of emails that you follow up? Like if I sign up today, does will somebody email me and say, "Hey George, how is the software? Is it is it working for you?" And then somebody like you mentioned that two three month is a critical time mm-hmm. when people maybe they lose interest or whatever. Do you? constantly communicate with uh, these members uh, only in first few weeks only in first few weeks we have a kind of follow-up uh, email list that basically to to give you some advice on how to best use the software and what you can do uh, with different features so there are a few few emails in the first few weeks and after that, um, we we don't actually send out direct email to to customers unless we have something to announce, like uh, we have some new features or some changes to to the site. Then we contact them. But uh, other than that, there's no no way to because we're we're not trying to like you know um, get them back to 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 the site. It's all up to them. Okay, yeah. and why not try? Well, it's um, I think perhaps it's just uh, because it's very hard to do that. How can you try uh, convincing someone to come back to because you're not doing what you're you don't know what they're doing uh, with their goals with their site, and it's it's very because everyone is different. Everyone's situation is different, and they may be trying to reach different goals and some of these goals they just maybe use your program to track some long-term goals they don't have to come back to your site like every day even though i use it myself every day because i have you know all all my short-term goals and everything in there uh but i know there uh many people they use it not necessarily to track their like uh, weekly or you know shorter term goals they may be working at maybe a few months, so they don't they don't use it every day. They don't have to come to your site every day. And if you want if you want them to come back, how do you how do you tell which you know which ones are using it every day, which one mm-hmm. um, you know they're just using it according to their own pace. So it, mm-hmm. I just think it's very hard, and and I. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not telling you that you need to do it. I'm just, uh, you know, I was just asking because I'm, I'm curious. Um, now, what are the biggest challenges you face today? I mean, you started back in 08, and now it's 2014. You have thousands of uh, paying customers. What are, what are the biggest challenges now in 2014? 
Uh, I think the biggest challenge right now is to um, perhaps to to launch to the mobile uh, mobile markets. And most we just recently uh, launched a new app for the iOS platform, but um, then again, because our mobile version are, are not that good, so uh, the challenge right now is to just to build more better quality of mobile versions. So why is it not that good? Is it because of design or the features are not there? You can't have the same features that you have on your regular uh, software? What, what, why is it not that good? Uh, it's, it's because it's a kind of different uh, technology when you create a, a web version and when you create a mobile version. And also with mobile version, you have iOS system, you have Android system. So it takes a lot of uh, development and experience to to get some because my uh, background, my strength is in the web version and to grow into the other uh, platforms. Uh, we do need to have some very uh, good developers and that's, you know, it's a big challenge for us. But we are okay. kind of getting there, you know. Okay. Now, tell me, since you've been in business uh, with uh, Goals on Track, what was the biggest mistake that you've made that would be a good learning experience for our audience? Oh, biggest uh, mistake. Like a really good learning experience. Uh, well, I think maybe the... And the mistake would be to uh, launch something that um, that that you're not ready. Remember, you mean a feature, like that, a, a new feature or something? Uh, well, well, that maybe I didn't uh, say it uh, correctly, but. We used to work on, on a particular feature for a long time. And, um, and then once we launch it, we find that there's, you know, nobody likes it. So that was kind of the, the biggest mistake. And we could have launched, you know, a very simple version or maybe uh, do some survey to get some feedback first before investing a lot of time into doing that. So I guess probably that's a common mistake. But I think I don't I don't think um, as an entrepreneur you can really avoid that because it's all part of the learning process. Because without doing that, how do you know if that something is uh, is not working, right? Mm -hmm. Now, what about wasting time for entrepreneurs? Uh, you know, I mean, right. especially when we start out. Sometimes it's just one person or maybe a couple of partners, few partners in a business. So you have to be very efficient with your time. Right. So what do you think, maybe for you in business, what, what, what was a big waste of time? Or what do you see other entrepreneurs wasting their time on? I think the, as, you know, for things that you consider wasting time is probably something that, uh, that doesn't matter a lot to your business. 
like if you have a business and you spend a lot of time uh, maybe doing some accounting stuff or setting up bookkeeping stuff or doing something that is not the main issue for your business, uh, then you would be, even though you just do it for an hour a day, that would be a lot of time wasted because if if it doesn't contribute directly to to the core to to your core business, then that will be wasting time. So you know, for 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 uh, for my business, like um, I try to focus most of my time on the development and also the marketing, but then I could easily lose myself in things irrelevant things like uh, maybe spending time too much time doing uh trying to do uh affiliate marketing or promoting the site you know that you know is not that central to the core of your business or to to the things that matter most to the growth of your business so that's what i think is uh, is something we we want to be careful about so if you would start goals on track now mm-hmm. if you had to start it over again what would you do differently uh, i think i would probably um, try to interact with the end user a little more often you know to get their feedback more of their feedback uh, more frequently so that i can understand what they want instead of uh, what I want or what they uh, what I think they want, right? So that's probably the only thing I would change. But other than that, it's there's nothing else. Okay. Now, if somebody came to you and they saw your success with uh, goals on track, let's say they are they're working for somebody now, mm-hmm. and they want to be an entrepreneur and and say, Harry, you know, help me. I, I want to become an entrepreneur. What would be the first thing you would teach that person? about being a successful entrepreneur? Well, first of all, I don't consider myself a successful entrepreneur. Uh, this is just something I do, and um, there's still a long way to go. But I can definitely share some things I learned. Uh, I think for a person to start their own business, um, I would rather recommend they to acquire some basic knowledge about running a business or maybe just studying some stuff about how business works. You know, uh, I feel a lot of people, they go into business without uh, a lot of understanding how business works and what is important in, in starting a business and what is not important. So I guess that's that will cost you a lot of time and perhaps even money. So I think before you do anything, even though you have a good idea, you have a good product, or you have whatever you think that is uh, something very good, it's all always uh, better to acquire some knowledge, acquire some experience in uh, how a business runs, and marketing, sales, all that kind of stuff. Just get some basics uh, under your belt before you really launch into uh, either a project or into a business. Um, is there a book or two that you would recommend for for others that helped you with your business? Uh, the books I 
I don't remember any particular ones, but uh, I do love reading, and uh, there are lots of uh, like books on entrepreneur. And I remember there's a it's a called um, it's a called web startup or stories of web startups. And another good one is um, the rework that's by. Uh, 37 Signals founder. So that that's another good book. Okay. Now, how can people connect with you or find out more about Goals on Track? Uh, yeah, you can just go to goalsontrack.com and uh, you can learn more about the program. And also, you will have uh, you will see the links to our social network accounts, Facebook and Twitter, and we share some good information there about goal setting and personal development advice. So that's uh, where you can go to. So Harry, thank you very much for coming on Success Harbor today to share your story. And everybody out there, check out goalsontrack.com. And I wish you much success. Hopefully you can come back maybe a year from now and report how your business is growing. Sure, I'd love to. Thank you, George. Love to be here. Thank you. Thank you very much.